If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Let's get ready to mortgage. He is the prince of programs, guru of guidelines, master of matrices. He puts the fun in funding. Please welcome Mark, Mr. Mortgage, I tell. All right. You heard the man. My name is Mark Itell, host of the Mr. Mortgage Show. And uh, thank you so much for spending a bit of your weekend with us. We, as always, are going to cover the topics of the week, dive into what's happening in the world of interest rates and real estate. And yeah, we're going to we're going to dive right in. But before we do that, I want to cover just a couple of quick things. Um, recapping the week, I guess. Let me start there. Recapping the week. Interest rates remain kind of flat. We're, we're in a trading channel. We've been there for a while. We look like uh, we're going to stay there. I know a few uh, weeks ago we, we had a show. Um, I think we titled it on the, <laughs> on the podcast, What If Putin Starts Shooting? And we were uh, referencing what would happen in the interest rate environment. And when Russia started to uh, invade Ukraine, there was a little bit of a pullback, um, as we an- anticipated, uh, however, it didn't it didn't uh, stay very long uh, rates. You know, they they pulled back maybe about an eighth of a point for a couple of days. And we were able to um, we, we, we got some preferential locks and uh, some clients were happy. But rates didn't move uh, down for long and they bounced right back and they continued to remain um, virtually unchanged over the last um, several weeks. And you'll see, you know, headlines that say rates are down, but just kind of read that first line and underneath the headline, they might've moved, you know, 0.03. So, you know, a a 3.99 might be 3.96 or a 4.25 might be 4.21, but not significant moves. As far as I'm concerned, I just class all that as, you know, a flat channel that we're trading in. So not a lot of news there on the interest rate side, although we are definitely watching Europe um, to see if there are any impacts beyond what we've already felt. Um, But hey, listen, this week was Tuesday. We celebrated National Women's Day. And I know a lot of us are still celebrating National Women's Day in in my house and in my life. It's kind of National Women's uh, world, if you will. I was super blessed to be raised by a a very strong uh, and capable uh, woman in my mother. So uh, she was an amazing lady. And I've been blessed to be surrounded by strong women um, my entire life. So Mrs. Mortgage is uh, one heck of a uh, one heck of a woman, uh, and I'm blessed to have her in my life. But yeah, in celebration of um, the, the National w- Women's Week, let's call it, and the sisterhood that that uh, is contained within, uh, I did a little research and I found it super interesting that there are more single women who own real estate than single men in the primary residence residential space. So I found that uh, really interesting because if you dig a little bit deeper, these ladies are doing it with less. Um, the the uh, average female income for the same job is 84% as per the study that I read. So doing the same job with less income and they're out there purchasing more property and making it happen. There are 53% of homeowners are single women households. So found that super interesting. One more thing that we can, uh, we can celebrate about the ladies. So, uh, just thank you ladies for uh, keeping us men in line. And, uh, in the world of real estate, there are a lot of powerful women. So, um, we, we celebrate you and thank you for allowing us, us to share your space. So, um, also this week we saw a report released that, uh, mortgage applications crept back up almost 9% in the reporting period. And that was interesting because interest rates continue to have slight upward pressure and were, you know, in some cases, a full half a point or three quarters of a point over where we were, you know, just a couple months ago. But I think people are seeing a newfound urgency to jump into the market. They don't want to miss out. They see rates going up, which is also impacting their purchasing power. Um, So it's my belief because of that, we saw a jump in purchase applications in the mortgage world 
as well as cash out um, refinances. And I'm going to touch on that in in one minute. I've, I, we're kind of entering a new um, cycle, and uh, I'm going to call it the Jan cycle, and I'll explain that in a moment. So I thought that was kind of an, uh, an interesting statistic that popped out this week that um, – uh, mortgage applications jumped up 9%. So foreclosures still remain historically low. There is a little more foreclosure activity, but you know we're going from a zero, not zero, but relatively low, darn near 0% uh, foreclosure rate to starting to see some more filings. And I think there were, were about 2,600 um, completed mortgage foreclosures in February in the state of Florida, which is typically a leading state in foreclosure activity. So foreclosures remain scarce. The market remains hot and the ladies are out there getting it done. So um, that's kind of wrapping up the week where, where we, uh, where we were this last week. And let me jump into that Jan, that Jan phenomenon, if you will. I don't know how many of you grew up watching the Brady Bunch or had kids that watched the Brady Bunch, but if I remember correctly, the middle sister was Jan, and there are a lot of homeowners like Jan out there right now. What do I mean by that? Well, you don't really want to sell. You're kind of stuck in this middle, right? You want to you want to capitalize on the equity, and it's a great time to do so, but you look around at what's available to then go purchase, and you're thinking, wow, there's not anything um, that I like better out there, certainly not for the price points. And I know that's not everybody's case, but a lot of people that I talk to are in that in that space where they really love their neighborhood, but they're sitting on significant equity and they're thinking to themselves, man, what an amazing time to sell my property and go out there and buy a bigger, more beautiful property. But then they start looking and realize, wow, well, wait a minute. If I sell my house for 800000 and I take $400,000 of equity and I go out there and drop it on a $1.2 million property... Well, my taxes are going to be based on that higher purchase price. My insurance is going to be based on that higher value. Does it really make a lot of sense? I kind of like my neighbors. I wave at them every morning. My kids go to school in this um, in this school district. So there there are people out there who are saying, okay, wait a minute. I, I, I feel stuck in the middle. And we're seeing some interest in the um, refinance space for people who want to renovate or put additions on their home. So they're taking that big nest egg of equity and reinvesting it in the property. And they're adding a bedroom or a bathroom um, or remodeling the kitchen and making the home that's in the neighborhood they already love, surrounded by the people they already love. And they're turning it into that home that they once fell in love with and they're loving it all over again. So kind of interesting to see that happen in the marketplace, that there's that com- that component of the market that really would like to live in a, a nicer home, if you will, from an amenity standpoint, but they don't want to pay for it. So they're going to do it in the form of um, renovations or, or an addition. And we looked at uh, the top ways to increase the value of your property. I talked to Peter and his team over at SoFlow Appraisal. You hear me advertising for Peter's company a lot. And we, we, we had a, just a real casual discussion about where you can invest in your property to get the um, net gains, right? So we all know a pool's not the place. Very rarely can you recoup the cost of a pool. But, you know, a new kitchen, a new bathroom, and by new I mean renovated, um, certainly can add to the value of the property. But adding living square footage, so adding an extra bedroom or an extra bathroom, you know, improving the functionality of the home as well as the styling of the home, right? As I just mentioned with the kitchen and bath, uh, there you're going to get some value. And then from the insurance side of things, we had the discussion, where are you going to get savings from improving the property? And the obvious jump out points are the roof and upgrading to impact windows. So I just share all that because this is kind of an undercurrent of this market. There's a lot of people who have significant newfound equity wealth and they find themselves in a position where they're, they really don't want to move, but they're enticed to do something with that equity. So if you're not one of those people who just want to sit on that nest egg for a long period of time and you want to use it to, to, to better your home, uh, we're seeing that we're seeing that Jan, um, cycle in the, in the market where we're, we're doing the cash out refis for, 
um, property improvement. So, and you hear me talk about the rec loan all the time. That's never going away. You can always cash out to pay things off like consumer debt, pay off a car, motorcycle, boat, whatever the case may be. So you hear that, uh, police car sneaking up behind me. That means we're going to run to a break on the other side of this. We're going to jump into some questions and you can shoot your questions to the anytime hotline five, six, one, two, nine, one, eight, five, six, nine. That's five, six, one, two, nine, one, eight, five, six, nine, or visit the web, Mr. Dot Mortgage. Thank you. Hey, it's Mark Itell here, host of the Mr. Mortgage Show. And you've heard me talk about the valuation tool that we use in our lending practice almost daily. It's not quite an appraisal, but it's way more accurate than one of those online estimates. And we're happy to run one of those reports for you at no charge. Just visit freevaluereport.org. That's freevaluereport.org. Give us a little information about the property and we'll be happy to send you your report. That's freevaluereport.org. Here's another five-star review. My wife and I own a small business. And the way our accountant file our taxes, we don't show much income on tax returns. Because of this, it looks as if we don't make the money. This was a problem for our bank when we applied for a mortgage. But not for Mark. He verifies our income by using our monthly bank statements. Mark and his Mr. Mortgage team made a big difference for me. Yes, I am happy to recommend Mr. Mortgage Mark. It's not every day that you need an appraisal, whether it's for a divorce settlement, estate planning, or maybe you're appealing a tax assessment, or you just want to make sure you have adequate coverage in your property insurance. When you need a certified appraisal, turn to my friends at soflappraisal.com. That's soflappraisal.com. Peter and his team have been appraising properties here in South Florida for decades. soflappraisal.com. And tell him you heard this on the Mr. Mortgage Show. Are inflation and everyday expenses eating into your retirement income? Maybe you've considered a reverse mortgage and have unanswered questions, like, Do I still own my property? Can the bank kick me out? What happens when I die? Can I still leave my house to my kids? These are all great questions. Visit www.moreaboutreverse.com to learn more. That's www.moreaboutreverse.com. www.moreaboutreverse.com. Welcome back to the Mr. Mortgage Show. Call us now, 561-291-8569. All right, you heard him. 561-291-8569 is the anytime hotline. And by anytime, I mean literally anytime. It rings here in the studio uh, when Dom and I are here at the show, and Dom's my producer. Um and it pushes to my office during the week. So if you have questions, that's a great way to get us. 561-291-8569. Or as always, the website, www.mr.mortgage. There's never a .com. Just type in mr.mortgage and uh, and you'll find us. So, yeah, I mean, we talked about the Jan phenomenon. So instead of stomping your foot and yelling, Marsha, 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 there might be a chance to capitalize on some of that equity for home improvement. So last thing I wanted to touch on, I got a little bit sidetracked there with Jan was, you know, with what's going on in Europe, there's a lot of Russian investment in real estate in the States and um, in Florida, primarily a lot. So there was a study released or a report. I call I, I call everything a study, but a report that NAR National Association of Realtors released this week that um, there's some curiosity, if you will, what's going to happen to the um, the Russian investor. We see in the news that the um, the yachts are being seized from the oligarchs, and you know we're 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 definitely putting pressure on Russia in that aspect. So what's going to happen to their real estate and um, they're cautious. They're cautiously watching that. And I just found this interesting. This is just kind of a, an, Oh, by the way, but, um, 29% of Russian investment in the United States real estate market is in the state of Florida. Um, 16% in the state of Georgia, which really surprised me because I, for some reason, I don't imagine a Russian guy with a pickup truck and a six pack running through uh, Georgia, but Hey, I'm a Florida hillbilly, so uh, I'll, I'll be right out there with them. But yeah, 16% in Georgia, 13% in New York, which again surprised me. I thought that would have been higher. 8% in California and uh, 5% in Illinois. And the rest is split up over the country. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if there there's some seizures on the real estate side. There doesn't appear to be any pressure there now. 
There was a report in Forbes magazine. Dolly Lentz is one of the top, you know, mega agents for that multi-million dollar international investor. And she was quoted as saying she's getting a lot of phone calls from um, Russian clients who are wondering if now is a good time to sell. So if you got 15 or 20 million laying around and you want to pick up a deal, um, you might want to give one of your Russian buddies a call and take that property off his hands. But we'll keep you up to date with that. It's just kind of a byproduct of the, the international world that we live in and in the Florida real estate market in particular, there's a lot of international players, but, uh, yeah. So as promised, we're going to jump into questions. I know, um, Dom is alerting me that we got one queued up, so I'm going to throw it over to Dom and see what we have on the question line. What do we have, Dom? All right. We have Sue from Port St. Lucie. Sue is asking, is it better to do a cash out refinance or to get an equity line? I have a great credit if that matters. Hey, Sue, that's a great question. And, and I'm assuming that's, you know, following up on what we just talked about, right? Pulling some of that, that equity out to do some, some work around the house or pay off some bills. So there's not really an easy answer to that question. Um, with the exception of what are you going to do with the money? If you just want to set it up the equity line, that is, so you have an emergency rainy day fund. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense because there are um, often no closing costs. If so, very little closing costs with an equity line of credit. And then you don't have a monthly payment with that equity line unless you actually use the money. So it's just, it's basically like a credit card that's collateralized by your property. It's, it, it's exactly as it sounds, a line of credit. So if you just want an emergency rainy day fund, um, that may make sense. But if your thoughts with an equity line of credit are pulling money out to invest in the property and into your home, you're going to want to ask yourself, how reasonable is it that you're going to pay that off in a relatively short period of time? Are you going to pay that, you know, pull a chunk out, redo the kitchen, and then do you think you can tackle that debt over the course of the next five years? It, that, then it may make sense. But if you're looking at, you know, big expenditures and you want to stabilize that monthly payment, because I guess one other thing I should probably touch on is, Typically, the equity line of credit is often interest only, um, most of the time for about a 10-year period, uh, but that interest rate floats. So we all know what's going on in the interest rate environment that we're in. They're going up. We are at the, the bottom of the interest rate environment from now forward. Yes, they were lower last year, but they're going to be higher next year, uh, especially things like equity lines and credit cards because they're governed by other actions in the market. So anticipate that your equity line interest rate is going to increase over the time that you have it and then do that payoff calculation. How long will it take you to pay it off? There's going to be, you know, a, a break even point or an inflection point, if you will, where it makes more sense just to, to roll it all into a fixed rate mortgage product. So you have that stable monthly payment and from the sense that you're using it to reinvest in the property, theoretically gaining more equity, it's not at all bad advice to do that. And most importantly, that interest rate in a fixed rate product doesn't change. So think about it that way. There's some super enticing um, equity line rates out there right now because they're typically tied to the prime rate. And depending on your, your credit score, it may be prime plus, you know, a point or prime plus two points. Sometimes it's prime minus. There's really not a lot of room on the minus side right now, but when rates were six and 8%, we saw prime minus um, equity lines. But yeah, I would need to have a discussion with you a little, a little deeper talk about what you want to do um, with that money before we were able to, to adequately assess whether it makes sense to do it in a cash out refinance or uh, in the form of that equity line. And listen, there's nothing stopping you from doing um, both, assuming that you don't, you know, pull out the, you know, it's too much equity in the cash out refi. Um, if there's additional equity left over later, you could always do that emergency rainy day strategy to put the equity line in place. But I have to also share too that if property values ever go down again, as they did in the crash, those equity lines get called. Um, they'll, They'll turn it off. They'll turn the spigot off. You know, if if your equity line was approved to, you know, 80, 90, 100 percent of the value as they were back then, and you might have one hundred thousand dollars of unused um, credit in your equity line 
and then your property values go down and the bank reassesses the risk level associated with that equity line, you might get the phone call that says, hey, we're, we're going to close out your equity line. There's no longer enough uh, equity in the property to justify it from the bank standpoint, or they may reduce it. So just all uh, food for thought. And then lastly, I guess, let me share this. Most equity lines have what's called a, um, it's not a prepayment penalty, but it's a early termination fee. So if you take the equity line and you did some, you know, quick renovations and uh, sold the house to pay it off, there's, that's where you'll pay the fees associated with the equity line. It's an early termination fee, but great question. I'm assuming it was following up the first part of the show. That's why I went into the conversation regarding what you're doing with it. If it's improvements, it may make sense just to do the cash out refi, roll it into a a 30 year or 15 year uh, mortgage payment, capitalize on these ridiculously low rates and you've improved the value of your property. So hopefully that helps. I know there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of people trying to figure out what the best way to use that um, that equity is. And you hear me talk about it a lot. We talk about the REC loan where people are, you know, reducing, eliminating, and consolidating is what REC stands for. So we're taking your your overall monthly um, your your overall monthly debt expenditure and including everything in it, your credit cards, your car payments, everything. And we're looking at the equity in the property. Does it make sense to take all of those payments and reduce them into one, maybe even eliminating them, but certainly consolidating them all into one payment. And does that dramatically reduce your monthly outflow? Um, in the in the rec refinance world, it's less about interest rate. There's certainly that component. We don't want you to pay more interest than uh, is unnecessary on your mortgage, but you're looking at uh, basically a cash flow position um, in the rec refinance. And a lot of people are doing that with, with their equity and, and paying off those RVs that we all bought because we were going to travel the world during the pandemic and uh, watch the beautiful sunsets in California. And, you know, we all had these grand, uh, grandiose ideas that we were going to live off the grid. So if you've got that RV sitting there collecting dust along the side of your house and you want to pay that off, maybe the rec loan is the way to go. But hopefully that answered the question. Um, I know there's often a lot more to uh, the information we need to answer it, but Yeah, if it's going to be something you pay off quickly, then the equity line may be the way to go. But we'll be back on the other side of this. Uh, 561-291-8569 is the Anytime Hotline. 561-291-8569. Hey, it's Mark Itell here, host of the Mr. Mortgage Show. And you've heard me talk about the valuation tool that we use in our lending practice almost daily. It's not quite an appraisal, but it's way more accurate than one of those online estimates. And we're happy to run one of those reports for you at no charge. Just visit freevaluereport.org. That's freevaluereport.org. Give us a little information about the property and we'll be happy to send you your report. That's freevaluereport.org. Here's another five-star review. We started our loan with a different company. They said we were approved, but at the last minute they told us there was a problem. I still don't know what went wrong, but thankfully our real estate agent told us about Mark. I was pretty stressed, but it's the perfect house so we gave Mark a shot. He got it done. I'm not sure what was different but I don't really care. We even got a better interest rate and with less money out of pocket than the first guy quoted us. It was a great surprise. Yes, I'm happy to recommend Mark and his Mr. Mortgage team. It's not every day that you need an appraisal, whether it's for a divorce settlement, estate planning, or maybe you're appealing a tax assessment, or you just want to make sure you have adequate coverage in your property insurance. When you need a certified appraisal, turn to my friends at soflappraisal.com. That's soflappraisal.com. Peter and his team have been appraising properties here in South Florida for decades. soflappraisal.com. And tell him you heard this on the Mr. Mortgage Show. Are inflation and everyday expenses eating into your retirement income? Maybe you've considered a reverse mortgage and have unanswered questions, like, Do I still own my property? Can the bank kick me out? What happens when I die? Can I still leave my house to my kids? These are all great questions. Visit www.moreaboutreverse.com to learn more. That's www.moreaboutreverse.com. www.moreaboutreverse.com. Welcome back to the Mr. Mortgage Show. Call us now, 561-291-8569. 
All right. So I am Mark Itell, host of the Mr. Mortgage Show. And again, I want to thank you for spending a little bit of your weekend with us. Um, hopefully you'll get out and do some some good stuff this weekend. But uh, for now, we're super happy that you're settled in, maybe with a cup of coffee or I don't know, maybe you had a long night last night and you still got you still have a, a, a bottle of beer or uh, a cocktail in your hand. I have no idea, but we're certainly glad that you're spending a bit of your um your weekend with us. So yeah, the anytime hotline is 561-291-8569. That's 561-291-8569. And again, you can call or text any questions to that number. Dom, my producer is manning that line now. And uh, also it pushes to my office during the week or visit the website, www.mr.mortgage. That's uh, mr.mortgage. So in the spirit of the show and keeping Dom uh, busy, we're going to throw it over to him for another question. What, what do we have? All right. I have Lonnie from, Ju- from Juno. I see what seems to be too good to be true rates advertised on Facebook. Is this some kind of special program or just a scam? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, there's a lot of scams on Facebook, aren't there? Um, I had a friend request from a um, ridiculously young and, and, and super attractive uh, young lady who told me that I'm the man she always dreamed of and she just needs me to help her make one or two mortgage payments. So, yeah, I can understand your hesitancy. There's a lot of um, interesting uh, information on Facebook. So I guess to answer your question, it may not be a scam, but it may not be full disclosure, if you will. So oftentimes when a rate is advertised, that just seems to be much lower than what you're hearing everywhere else. Listen, we all want to believe what we want to believe, right? That, that, you know, 2% interest rate is still out there somewhere. And yes, I qualify for this magic special program. Um, and there are some special programs out there, but usually not around, um, around interest rates. So, it's most likely that you're not just reading deep enough into the disclosures or maybe they just left them out, which is sad because that's illegal to do. But anyway, they may be charging points and points. You can buy the rate down with uh, origination or discount points. Or Let's talk discount points for this conversation. Uh, what is a point? A point is a 1% of the loan amount. So on a $200,000 loan, one point is $2,000. So if you pay, typically you'll see in those ads two to two and a half points. It'll say fine print on the bottom. That means you're going to pay a fee of two to two and a half percent to buy that rate down. And what that means is, let's say the normal rate for that particular day for that particular program was three percent. And I don't know, I'm just using round numbers for the for the um, sake of this example and you see an ad for 1.99%, which is just a sexy way to advertise 2%, that's a full 1% difference. So you may have to pay two or three discount points to buy that rate down. Um, and that's how oftentimes those those ads work. And they're, they're super enticing, right? You see that rate, and it's the rate that you saw in the paper six or eight months ago. And we all want to think we're special. You know, I, (laughs) this is just for me, it's magic. I found it. But the reality is that most likely, um, either it was intentionally left out by the advertiser or it's just buried so deep in the fine print that you're not catching that. But if you're ever given a rate that seems too good to be true, my suggestion is just ask for, um, a loan estimate, ask for a fee sheet and ask them what, what fees are associated with this rate? Because a lot of times we get caught up on the lowest rate. Um, and we talked about it before, especially coming out of the environment of the last two years. There's that cocktail party rate where, you know, you're leaning against the, the plate uh, or uh, against the bar, sipping your cocktail, uh, overlooking the, the buffet with the plate of pigs in a blanket. And you're bragging to your neighbor that you got the 1.99% cash out refi with no points. So there's that vanity component to the interest rate, and we all we all associate that with the best deal. But oftentimes, uh, more often than not, there's so many other moving parts to a rate that the lowest rate doesn't mean it's the least expensive program for you. So sometimes there's those upfront fees uh, with with buying that rate down. So I just share all that to encourage you to ask more questions. But I celebrate you for looking uh, looking into it because um, it's enticing. And if you 
if you're not buying yet or you haven't purchased yet, I encourage you to do it. Um, I know there's a lot of talk around the market. Is it still a good time to buy? And um, I pulled a report uh, off the Internet yesterday um, that was a home purchase sentiment index. And it was it was quite interesting, the topics that they were covering. So the first question was, you know, is it a good time or a bad time to buy? And, you know, not surprising because of prices and interest rates, 29% of people surveyed said it was a good time, but 67% said it was a bad time. And that's the part I mentioned was not surprising because there's a lot of frustration surrounding people who feel they've been priced out of the market. And then another thing I found interesting was 72% of the people surveyed said it was a great time to sell. Uh, 46% of the people surveyed believe that home prices are going to continue to increase. And then will mortgage rates increase? 67% of people surveyed do believe they're going to increase. This was interesting. Coming out of the pandemic, um, with all of the uncertainty around employment, 87% of the people surveyed felt really good about their current job and that it was likely to continue and they may see even a raise in the future. So that was a positive uh, piece of this report. And then 27% of the the uh, people surveyed saw their household income increase. So a lot of good in that report, a lot of good reasons why, um, you know, now may be a great time to consider buying. And uh, you hear me talk about it all the time. If you want to get in real estate, sure, it would have been better to do it two years ago, but the next best time is today. So um, when it comes to the interest rate side of it, though, read the fine print. And I welcome the opportunity to walk you through what, um, what rate you would qualify for and what programs would be available. If you, if you're ever interested in that conversation, um, just give us a call uh, during the week. Like I said, that um, hotline number five, six, one, two, nine, one, eight, five, six, nine pushes to uh, the office. But if you're not quite ready for a conversation and you're just in that info gathering stage, I encourage you to visit the website, www.mr.mortgage. That's mr.mortgage. There's a lot of Good information there that might help get you one step closer to making a decision. But yeah, those teaser rates are out there. Facebook is an amazing place to see to see some interesting offers, especially in the world of real estate and uh, mortgages. And while we're on this, one thing I do want to um, throw out a word of caution to everybody is there. You know, the, the scammers are out there. The scams are back. There's one that goes around from time to time. Uh, where you'll see a property advertised on Craigslist and more recently on Marketplace and Facebook. And it's a rental, and it seems to be a ridiculously low rental price. So a three-bedroom, two-bath house with a pool for $1,400 in West Palm. Well, we all know that's the, that's the Loch Ness not the Loch Ness monster, right? It's just not there. But again, we all want to believe what we want to believe, and it's super enticing. So you call that um, phone number in the ad and they tell you, listen, I don't have time to show you the property. It's vacant. Just go out there and walk around it, look through the windows and then call me back. And you do that. You go out. It's a fantastic neighborhood. The kids are excited. They love the idea of having a pool in the backyard. And you call that number back and they say, listen, I'm out of town. I've got a ton of phone calls on this property. If you want me to hold it for you, just, um, send me the first last in security, send me money via cash app, wire me the money. And this is starting to become pretty prevalent again. Um, you, you don't want to fall for that. If it's too good to be true, it most likely is indeed too good to be true. So get a real estate agent on your team who can do that research for you and make sure that you're actually talking to the property owner. And also too know that on the buy and, uh, lease side, if the real estate agent is representing you, often there's no fee to you. It's paid by the seller or by the landlord. So it's not a cost to have expert representation. So I hear the music behind me. We're going to jump into a break. But on the other side of this, we'll have more questions. You can reach me at 561-291-8569. That's 561-291-8569. Or visit the website, www.mr.mortgage.
Hey, it's Mark Itell here, host of the Mr. Mortgage Show. And you've heard me talk about the valuation tool that we use in our lending practice almost daily. It's not quite an appraisal, but it's way more accurate than one of those online estimates. And we're happy to run one of those reports for you at no charge. Just visit freevaluereport.org. That's freevaluereport.org. Give us a little information about the property and we'll be happy to send you your report. That's freevaluereport.org. Here's another five-star review. As a realtor, I have a bunch of mortgage brokers to choose from, but I prefer to work with Mark and his Mr. Mortgage team. In this crazy market, there is no room for error, especially on the mortgage side. Mark's team moves fast, keeps everybody in the loop, and makes things happen. They always give my clients a great deal and take the time to walk them through every step of the process. When you're considering a lender, I encourage you to talk to Mark Itell and the Mr. Mortgage team. It's not every day that you need an appraisal, whether it's for a divorce settlement, estate planning, or maybe you're appealing a tax assessment, or you just want to make sure you have adequate coverage in your property insurance. When you need a certified appraisal, turn to my friends at soflappraisal.com. That's soflappraisal.com. Peter and his team have been appraising properties here in South Florida for decades. soflappraisal.com. And tell him you heard this on the Mr. Mortgage Show. Are inflation and everyday expenses eating into your retirement income? Maybe you've considered a reverse mortgage and have unanswered questions, like, Do I still own my property? Can the bank kick me out? What happens when I die? Can I still leave my house to my kids? These are all great questions. Visit www.moreaboutreverse.com to learn more. That's www.moreaboutreverse.com. www.moreaboutreverse.com. Welcome back to the Mr. Mortgage Show. Call us now, 561-291-8569. All right, we are back. I am Mark Itell, host of the Mr. Mortgage Show. And um, yeah, please give us a call or shoot us your questions to 561-291-8569. Dom's back there, man in the board and ready for your questions. But um, just to finish the topic about getting scammed in this market, um, that Craigslist slash marketplace scam is kind of rearing its ugly head again as rents have increased so much. And it's just super enticing to see that amazing deal out there. And we feel like because we stumbled upon it on marketplace, it's just an opportunity that no one knows about. And that's why it's such a great deal. But one more super important reason why having the right agent on your team uh, makes a difference. And I know I kind of raced into that break with this, and that's why I wanted to just circle back and, and clarify. Most often the uh, on, on the buyer side of the transaction or on the tenant's side of the transaction, the fee to the real estate agent is paid by either the seller or the landlord. So it really costs you as the buyer or the renter um, no money to have great professional representation. So I encourage you to, um, to do that. If you don't have a great agent, give us a call. I'm happy to get you in touch with somebody that I feel is a rock star. I mean, I'm blessed to work with a lot of, a lot of really good agents and I'll be happy to give you a name and and a number and encourage you to uh, give them a shout that they'll look out for you. So I didn't want, I didn't want to belabor that, but I just wanted to circle back to it because a lot of times people don't realize how the fee structure in real estate works. And oftentimes there's no fee on your side um, as a buyer for your real estate agent. But again, all of that is a conversation for you and your agent. I just encourage you to have somebody. And if something seems too good to be true, call someone else for a second opinion, call, call me, (laughs) call my office uh, and we'll get you in touch with an agent if we can't answer your question on our own. So anyway, that's all I have on that. Just be cautious out there because people do take advantage of um, take advantage of situations. And this is where we're seeing it in our in- industry at the moment. So let's uh, continue jumping into questions. Uh, Dom, do we have anything queued up over there? Yes, we do. We have Jerry from Lantana. Jerry asks, my landlord is getting ready to sell my house. He won't give me a price. He keeps telling me to make an offer. How do I come up with a price? I don't want to overpay. I've already paid him for six years. Wow. So (laughs) this is interesting because you are the third person this week um, that I've had this this question from. So uh, I think we might be seeing this happen more and more often where um, 
landlords are capitalizing on that equity and maybe maybe they're going to push it into a 1031 exchange and go buy uh, more property with it. Actually, now that I mentioned that, I'm going to share an idea with you. But first, let me answer um, let me answer Jerry's question, because it is a great question, right? You feel most likely that you should be given a great deal because you've been there for six years. I imagine that you've made some repairs and improvements along the way that you never even asked for reimbursement from. You might have changed a ceiling fan or uh, upgraded something just because you wanted to make your your apartment or your condo or your home a nicer place to live. So there is a little bit of um, you're you're attached to it personally and you feel like, hey, I've paid you X amount a month for six years. Um, I'd like a great deal. Sadly, that's not the reality, right? Um, you would have been renting somewhere anyway. So I would encourage you not to get too attached to the fact that you've, you know, invested in this property in the form of rent over a period of time, because it's, it's easy to get wrapped around the axle there um, when you're negotiating and just know that I guess where I'm going with this is approach it as if you were buying a property that you weren't currently renting because you need to establish a fair uh, market value to start the negotiation. So uh, this is an easy question to answer. I'm going to encourage you to visit the um, free value report website. You hear me advertise it every break. It's a it's a tool that we use almost daily in our practice. And what I mean by use in our practice is, if you were to call me and say, "Hey, my home's worth eight hundred thousand. I owe four hundred. Uh, how much money can I get out of it?" Or I'm thinking of selling it and buying a new house. How much do you think I'm going to get out of it for my down payment? I go to our online um, our tool and run the calculations and it spits out, you know, as you hear me advertise an eight to 10 page report, it's got comps, it's got active listings. It's a very, very robust report, but more importantly, it gives you a range. And within that range, you can determine where you think it's going to fall. So I would encourage you, I'm happy to run that report for you. Um, visit the easiest way to do it is visit that website, freevaluereport.org, or you can call my office five, six, one, two, nine, one, eight, five, six, nine, um, or just hit the website and shoot the address to me. I need your address or the property address rather and your uh, email address to shoot you back the report. And then I would encourage you to use that as a jumping off point with the landlord. You know, now you've got the data to support a, uh, a price and maybe he's way off base and he wants, you know, a, or she, I'm sorry, a ridiculously high value. I don't know. Um, but now you've got real data in your hand that can kind of guide your conversation. And then lastly, if he's going to sell it to you without the involvement of a real estate agent and he's not paying, um, the real estate commission, there may be an opportunity for you to negotiate with your landlord assistance with the closing costs. Certainly it's worth asking, you know, if they're, if they're not going to be, um, going through the, the inconvenience of, uh, reviewing offers and, and having to evict you if you don't go willingly. And, you know, all of the uh, difficulties of inconveniences, I guess is a better word of selling a property. They don't have to go through that if they sell it to you. So you may be able to negotiate an opportunity to have them pay some of your closing costs. And we talked about that last week, right? The, the three buckets of cash to close, one of them being uh, closing costs. If if that seller will help, or the landlord rather, as the seller will help reduce that burden to you, that's less cash to close. So I encourage you to have that conversation. It seems like a theme of late. You're the third person um, this week who I've talked to who has the opportunity to buy the, the place that they're currently renting, which is awesome, right? Because you don't have to move. It's super convenient. If you like living there and you can negotiate a good price and Man, how great would it be if your mortgage payment is even less than your rent payment? Now it's a home run, you know? If you were super diligent, you would take that monthly savings and apply it to your principal and, and pay it off even faster. And then you know it's a viable rental because you've been there for six years. So if you ever move, you could keep it and rent it to the next guy. So great opportunity. I encourage you to run. Um, let us run that report for you, and hopefully that helps you get the conversation started. But on that topic, what kind of dawned on me at the beginning of this uh, conversation was the 1031 tax exchange. So maybe these inve- these uh, landlords are seeing the opportunity to 
capitalize on all this equity and go out there and buy more properties by um, deferring the taxes via a 1031 exchange. So if you are a landlord and you own a condo and if in not Jerry's landlord, we don't want his landlord to beat him up. But if you're a landlord out there and you've got a ton of equity in a property, it might make sense to sell that property. And here, let's use an example. There's a ton of examples like this in our area where, you know, you might have purchased a condo five or six years ago for $150,000, and it may be worth $400,000 now. That's not unrealistic, the amount of appreciation. Well, that means you have $250,000 in equity, and you hear me talk about the DSCR investor loan. Well, with that $250,000 in equity, you can go out there and buy a million dollars worth of property just based on the rental income of the new property. You don't have to be fully underwritten from a income standpoint of your own. And if you're rolling those cash assets into a 1031 exchange and then rolling that into a new purchase, you went from collecting rent on one condo from Jerry, uh, sorry, Jerry, to four units. If you bought a million dollar uh, fourplex or you bought four condos in another building. So something to think about. I mean, we talk about it all the time in every market, there's opportunity and uh, this one's no different. The, the opportunities may be different, but it doesn't change the fact that they're out there. So if you have questions about that, I encourage a phone call, 561-291-8569. I'd be happy to talk you through it, get you um, in contact with an attorney that can handle that exchange for you. So anyway, we're going to roll into another break. Uh, 561-291-8569 is the Anytime Hotline. We'll continue to take your questions after this or visit the website www.mr.mortgage. Hey, it's Mark Itell here, host of the Mr. Mortgage Show. And you've heard me talk about the valuation tool that we use in our lending practice almost daily. It's not quite an appraisal, but it's way more accurate than one of those online estimates. And we're happy to run one of those reports for you at no charge. Just visit freevaluereport.org. That's freevaluereport.org. Give us a little information about the property and we'll be happy to send you your report. That's freevaluereport.org. Here's another five-star review. We kept our business above water with credit cards during the pandemic. I'm glad we did. Business is better than ever. But I didn't want to be a slave to those credit card payments. I called Mark about the REC loan he advertises. Long story short, we did a REC refinance and paid off everything, even the car. Now we only have the mortgage payment. We're saving a bunch every month. Yes, we are happy to recommend Mark and the Mr. Mortgage team. It's not every day that you need an appraisal, whether it's for a divorce settlement, estate planning, or maybe you're appealing a tax assessment, or you just want to make sure you have adequate coverage in your property insurance. When you need a certified appraisal, turn to my friends at soflappraisal.com. That's soflappraisal.com. Peter and his team have been appraising properties here in South Florida for decades. soflappraisal.com. And tell him you heard this on the Mr. Mortgage Show. Are inflation and everyday expenses eating into your retirement income? Maybe you've considered a reverse mortgage and have unanswered questions, like, Do I still own my property? Can the bank kick me out? What happens when I die? Can I still leave my house to my kids? These are all great questions. Visit www.moreaboutreverse.com to learn more. That's www.moreaboutreverse.com. www.moreaboutreverse.com. Welcome back to the Mr. Mortgage Show. Call us now, 561-291-8569. Yes, please call us now, 561-291-8569 is the Anytime Hotline. Dom is standing by in the studio to grab that call if you call or shoot us a text. Um, but just to f finally finish up, because I know I have a tendency to do that, but on Jerry's point... Um, yeah, buy that property now if you can, if the price makes sense, because I just flashed through my notes and um, how waiting costs you is in addition to pricing going up with interest rates going up, um, anything you buy is going to be become less affordable. So I read a article this week that, um, you know, outlined how on an average $400,000 purchase price, an interest rate moving a half a point 
pushed, you know, a ridiculous number of people out of the market, like to the tune of, I don't even remember, but well over a million um, people in this particular market that they studied. So it's already getting out of control. Jump in while you can, um, while rates are still affordable. So let me throw it over to Dom and keep the questions rolling. Uh, what do we have? All right. We have Bob from Lake Worth. Bob is asking, I'm going to sell a couple of classic cars for my down payment. I read about seasoning. How long does the money need to be in the bank before I can apply for my loan? Hey, that's a great question, Bob. But do me a favor and shoot me some pictures and specs on those cars before you sell them. Because uh, any one of you who knows me outside of the show um, knows I'm a car head. So I definitely like all things motorcycles, muscle cars, um, rock and roll music, and of course, mortgages. So yeah, great question. And uh, I commend you for doing the research because a lot of people go into that and they're going to sell a Rolex or their boat or whatever they have you know, asset wise laying around the house for the down payment. And then they run into that seasoning issue. Uh, And just, you've obviously done the reading, so you know what seasoning is, but just to kind of clarify it for all of our listeners, um, oftentimes when you have a big lump sum of money pop into your, your checking account, that raises red flag or your your savings account, whatever the case may be, it raises red flags. So um, typically the bank is going to want to see that that money's seasoned, that it's been there for a period of time because they don't want you to have just gone out and, you know, borrowed $25,000 from your uncle Vinny. And now you've got a new obligation. So seasoning refers to how long the asset has been documented in the, your checking or savings account. And if you've already put the money in there, that's one thing. It typically needs to be there for 60 to 90 days. So you're going to want at least two full bank statement cycles to have that money there. And that gives the opportunity for the lender to see there's no new debt on your credit report showing up against that large deposit. So based on that, they're comfortable moving forward that it's not a loan, that it was, you know, the sale of an asset. But if you haven't sold them yet, give me a call because there is a way to do it where you do not need to season the funds. However, you need to document it. You need to, you know, have the bill of sale for the car. Um, it's helpful if we see the advertisement, uh, if you, if you sell that old, you know, 68 Camaro on marketplace, let's see that ad, let's see the bill of sale. Um, if you can show that the title being transferred, that's awesome. But here's the big thing. If you sell the car for 20,000 and I don't know what a 69 Camaro is worth. It's probably worth, depending on the condition, a heck of a lot more than 20 grand, but let's say whatever you sell is 20 grand. Let's say you sold a 54 F 100, uh, fully restored and you got 35,000 for it. And that's one I just, I just saw. So I know it's true. Um, you're going to deposit that $35,000. Exactly. Don't deposit $31,000 and put four under your mattress because now you can't, it's not documentable. It doesn't make sense how that money went in there. And, and worse than that is if you put, you know, uh, 35,000 for the the F100 and then you had another 5 grand laying around you put 40 grand in there it doesn't document out so if you haven't sold it yet give me a call not that I want to buy it um maybe I would but that I I want to walk you through how to properly um document the transaction so you can you can avoid seasoning if you're in a hurry and you don't have that time but to answer your question seasoning is 2 to 3 bank statement cycles if you're not able to season it let's fully document the transaction and uh, then you can use the cash right away. So I hear this siren rolling up behind me. That means uh, we've ended another segment. As always, the Anytime Hotline's the easiest way to get me on or off the air. That's 561-291-8569, 561-291-8569, or hit the website, www.mr.mortgage, never a .com, mr.mortgage. Thank you. That's a wrap. Join Mark Itell next week for more thrilling edge of your seat discussions about real estate and mortgages right here on the Mr. Mortgage Show. 
Hey, it's Mark Itell here, host of the Mr. Mortgage Show. And you've heard me talk about the valuation tool that we use in our lending practice almost daily. It's not quite an appraisal, but it's way more accurate than one of those online estimates. And we're happy to run one of those reports for you at no charge. Just visit freevaluereport.org. That's freevaluereport.org. Give us a little information about the property and we'll be happy to send you your report. That's freevaluereport.org.